increasing their efficiency and sustainability of the product, which means producing more with the same amount of raw material, producing more with less energy, or they were looking into reducing the amount of labor that they needed to produce the part, which is especially important right now. These are the four pillars of efficiency, which is productivity, sustainability, flexibility, and automation. Growing a business requires a holistic approach that extends beyond sales and marketing. This approach needs alignment among people, processes, and technologies. So if you're a business owner, operations, or finance leader looking to learn growth strategies from your peers and competitors, you're tuned into the right podcast. Welcome to the WBS Podcast, where scalable growth using business systems is our number one priority. Now, here is your host, Sam Gupta. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the WBS Podcast. I'm Sam Gupta, your host and principal consultant at digital transformation consulting firm Elevate IQ. Sheet metal industry produces one of the most foundational products that we need as consumers and in our industrial applications. This industry also requires significant efficiency with operations and raw materials due to cost pressures and ultra-low margins. The recent supply chain challenges and labor shortages are driving the demand for even more efficiencies in how they consume energy, process raw materials, run their operations, and manage their supply chain. The traditional lean methods for other industries may not be enough to survive in the sheet metal industry. In today's episode, our guest, Andrea Dallon, shares his insights into the four pillars of efficiency for sheet metal manufacturing companies. He also discusses the unique challenges sheet metal companies face with rising costs of raw materials, ever-increasing energy costs, labor shortages, supply chain challenges, and the unique inventory challenges of this industry. Finally, he describes several manufacturing processes sheet metal companies employ for their products and the unique challenges with each of these processes. Let me introduce Andrea to you. Andrea Dallon is an engineer and entrepreneur and CEO of Dallon, an Italian family business that has been producing systems for the processing of thin sheet metal since 1978, with 160 employees that include engineers, technicians, and operations. He is the author of the books The Revolution of Efficiency 2020 and Think Thin 2021. With a bachelor's degree in industrial engineering at the University of Padua, during more than 20 years spent in sales, Andrea Dallon has visited hundreds of companies, analyzing production processes and helping entrepreneurs and managers to make their processes more efficient. With that, let's get to the conversation. Hey, Andrea, welcome to the show. Thank you, Sam. Very nice to be here with you. And I am super excited to have you as well, because the kind of insights that you are going to bring from the sheet metal manufacturing perspective is going to be so fascinating for our listeners, not only to understand this industry deeply, but also what they can do in their industries to improvise. Just to kick things off, do you want to start with your personal story and your current focus? Absolutely. 
Well, um, as I told you, but uh, of course our listeners are not aware of it. Um, I'm working uh, in our family business. Uh, the company uh, for which I work is called uh, Dallan uh, SPA, and we yeah. produce um, equipment and uh, automation for sheet metal processing, okay. uh, which is uh, punching systems, punching systems, uh, laser cutting systems, uh, yeah. and the roll forming systems, uh, plus all the automation for the packaging. Over time, so my father established the company in 1978 uh, when I was just uh, three years old, and I joined the company in 2000. Now, our company is the world leader in thin sheet metal manufacturing equipment, okay. which means that... Uh, uh, when we speak of sheet metal processing, uh, it is uh, really a whole world. There are systems uh, for processing very thin sheet metal, which is where we are specialized, and systems that can go up to half an inch thick sheet metal. Um, and so all of these uh, different types of sheet metal are used, uh, of course, in different uh, industries. Right now, our company counts 170 people. Uh, between engineers, uh, operation, and so on. And uh, we are based in Italy. Anyway, so we export in 80 countries, uh, and we do have a subsidiary in uh, Dayton, uh, Ohio. Because so our presence in the United States has grown uh, over time a lot, and the request for automated production systems yeah. is uh, yeah. growing a lot in the U.S., Okay, very interesting. So it's going to be so fascinating to dig into all of those details, and you have a lot of layers that we can touch upon. Uh, well, you know, based on absolutely, absolutely. That, that description. But before we do that, we have one of these standard questions that we ask every single guest, Andrea, and that is going to be your perspective on business growth. Yeah, absolutely. So um, when we're speaking specifically about our business, uh, right now, what we see in Europe and in the U.S., which yeah. are our two main markets, because between U.S. and Europe, we uh, make up about 85% of our market. And in these uh, two countries, there is an increasing demand of uh, automated system for the production. There are many reasons for that. Uh, one of the reasons is that right now, the costs for importing goods and products from the Far East and from countries where the labor cost was lower, this has, uh, they have increased a lot. Yeah. And uh, because of all the, the difficulties and the cost of the shipment, a lot of companies are moving their production back into the country. Doing that is not something that you can do overnight because yep. you need to technicians, you need to have uh, equipment, but uh, uh, and finding technicians, uh, finding uh, qualified technicians uh, has uh, become a, a real challenge for a lot of companies. And for this reason, right now, we see an increasing demand of automated systems throughout uh, all European countries, uh, Canada, United States, uh, right now from Mexico as well. So um, really, there is uh, uh, an increased growth where we see our portfolio, our our uh, order book, yeah. having basically yeah. doubled over the last uh, uh, in the last two years. So right now we have a lot more requests than before COVID, before the pandemic, and the pandemic has been uh, for sure an accelerator of a lot of processes. Mm -hmm. 
Number one, so the request of automation from uh, uh, industrial in, industrialized countries uh, such as uh, European countries uh, and uh, and the U.S. Okay, very cool, and I completely agree that pandemic has been sort of a hit or miss for a lot of different companies. You know, some companies have really grown; the other companies are are definitely struggling. I also agree with your point about the supply chain. That you know, right now, if you have the international supply chain, there are a lot of issues because of that, and you know, a lot of countries are really trying to bring that production back to the country. So good for you that that is actually working, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, for you in your favor. Now, I want to go back to your comment about the thin uh, sheet metal industry. And uh, a lot of people or the listeners that we may have may not be familiar with the sheet metal industry. So obviously, you have been using the term thin sheet metal industry. So that would mean that, right. you, you know, the thin sheet metal processing is very different from the other metal processing, right? And you had also used yeah. a number in your description, and that is half an inch, right? So obviously, the half an inch must be the driver for all of these industrial applications that you are working on. Number one, talk about, you know, how the thin sheet metal industry is, is different and what are different industrial applications that you are working on for the thin sheet metal industry. Okay, let me make uh, just one, uh, give you a general overview. When we are speaking of uh, machine tools uh, or yeah. tool machinery, yeah. uh, we have uh, different types of uh, uh, systems to transform sheet metal. So uh, we have... Uh, um, System like milling machines or lathes, turning machines, which yeah. are machines yeah. that are used to remove, to work from blocks of steels and to remove material from these blocks of steels to create uh, different uh, different. This is used a lot, for example, in the manufacturing of uh, uh, internal combustion engines uh, yeah. um, in the automotive industry uh, and so on. Then there is the additive manufacturing, uh, which is now uh, coming in play even in the metal fabrication. Uh, when we are speaking of sheet metal, we are speaking of all uh, the processing of laminated products. So laminated products, it, mean, it means products that have uh, two dimension, one dimension that is a lot smaller than the other two. So we are speaking of sheets, which they ca can be large, up to 1.5 meter wide and three meter long and the thickness which is the aspect that you uh, mentioned these sheets can be up to half an inch thick and these are very thick sheets of metal uh, when we have uh, entered the market of uh, metal fabricating processes yeah. we have avoided going so thick and we have over time specialized in very thin sheet metal, which is from 0.2 to 2 millimeter thickness, which is about one tenth or one twelfth of an inch. Um, this is so one, this may seem a very uh, limited range. However, when you look around uh, in your office or uh, in your house, there are a lot of household appliances, uh, a lot of elements of in, uh, uh, for example, uh, metal ceilings, uh, lighting fittings, uh, light fittings, and so on, which are all well below 0.2 millimeter. We are speaking of uh, systems for producing, for example, electrical cabinets, cable trays, metal structure, um, 
drywall uh, uh, profiles, uh, like for example, the metal framing that are used to, to uh, build light constructions. Uh, so uh, having focused on thin sheet metal under, under two millimeter thickness, this has what has given us uh, the possibility to focus on products that have a very, very large mm. uh, production, uh, such as, for example, uh, Venetian blinds uh, or window and door frames, uh, metal door frames, uh, fire doors, uh, and so on. So uh, when we look around uh, and, uh, and uh, during uh, one of our normal days, uh, you will meet thin sheet metal in a lot of different uh, What's even more important is then when you go thin, uh, you and we have over time entered businesses where uh, the the numbers uh, of the product, so the annual production for our customers reaches hundreds of thousands of units, when not millions, when not tens of millions of units. So we have uh, over time developed very high product, uh, productive systems for uh, not only uh, punching, but also roll forming and packaging these products. And when I'm, if I speak of one very, very typical product that we do uh, continuously is uh, the, the C and U shaped profiles that are used for drywall uh, yeah. applications. Yeah. Here we have lines that produce up to so 100 million linear meters uh, per year, which is, uh, so it is a productivity that's really hard to describe <laughs> and hard to, hard to figure. But in this case, uh, for example, reaching such a high productivity must go hand in hand with uh, the addition of uh, a great, uh, of, of a very high level of automation because there is no human being that could be able to reach, receive so much, uh, such a huge quantity of product from one machine and be able to make uh, the packaging manually. So um, over time, we have seen that uh, uh, producing a highly productive machine must go hand in hand with developing a, a high-end automation for our customers. Very cool. So obviously, it will be very interesting to dig into some of those automation trends. And I don't know if this problem has started today. Obviously, this problem has been there for some time now. It's just that, you know, now we have far more automated machinery. And that is probably helping the life easier of the stakeholders that are part of this industry. But before we discuss that, we are going to discuss one of the uh, questions related to the processes. And some of the listeners might not be familiar with, let's say, the punching, the roll forming, and the packaging processes. Do you yeah. want to discuss a little bit more about that and probably discuss the nuances of uh, those processes in the uh, sheet metal industry? Well, yes, absolutely. So when we are speaking of punching systems, uh, yeah. we are speaking yeah. of machines uh, that take the sheet of metal and uh, uh, punch holes uh, okay. or notchings uh, on these uh, uh, sheets of metals. When we're speaking of laser cutting, uh, yeah. we are, uh, one laser cutting machine uses uh, a concentrated beam of light, uh, of coherent light, to uh, basically melt, vaporize uh, the, uh, the metal. And uh, by uh, using this uh, uh, concentrated light on a cutting head, and moving this head on top of the sheet metal, we can create holes in a very, very 
flexible way. Yep. So when you see any metal product, you will see that it will have some holes, uh, but it also requires some bending. And the bending, it is possible to be to to, to do it uh, through dif- very different technologies, uh, such as press brakes, yeah, or uh, panel benders, or roll formers. Roll forming is one technology uh, that dates back about seventy years, and uh, uh, when it was fir- uh, first discovered. And uh, uh, it is the technology that is used when we need to reach very, very high productivity. Um, besides that, I must say that the, the, the sheet metal processing is divided in two big worlds. So okay. working from sheets, which means that these machines, uh, such as punching, laser, and press brakes or panel benders, they will work from sheets of metal that have a dimension normally of uh, 60 inches by 120 inches or 1.5 meter by 3. And this is uh, the most common types of uh, sheet metal processing machines. These machines have got a limitation that uh, since we are working from uh, sheets with a standard dimension and our products have normally smaller dimension, we are Obtaining these shapes starting from a fixed dimension area. Yeah. And so there is yeah. normally always a scrap that de- that derives from the process. And this scrap can go anywhere from 10, 15, 20, sometimes even 30 or 40 percent. And this scrap is something that we just, uh, that companies generally throw away. And you can imagine that right now, when the, the cost of raw materials have gone to the roof, any scrap that is generated during the process is something that uh, hurts uh, the companies uh, uh, very, very much. So what uh, we did uh, back, uh, so 44 years ago when the company was started, my father decided to focus the company on very efficient production systems. And the the most efficient systems that you can have in sheet metal processing, they work from metal coils. I mean, from the rolls of material. And why are these uh, processes much more efficient? Because when you work from the coil, you have a much larger surface where you can obtain your forms. And typically, if you work from coils that have exactly the width of your product, you can optimize the use of the material up to 100%, which means that of 100 ton of material with a standard punching system, you can throw away 20 ton of material or 25 ton, depending on your type of product. If you work from the coil, you have 100 ton of material and the level of scrap is anywhere from two. 3%, sometimes 0%. And so you have both 100 ton of material. In one case, you throw away 20 ton of material. In the other case, you transform all the 100 ton of material into the final product. Very fast, automatically, and efficiently. This is the reason why we have decided to focus Dallan, our company, in efficient systems for the transformation of sheet metal starting from the coils. And these are the two big families. And of course, if you have large numbers and large production, that is the best way where you can build efficiency into your production systems. 
Yeah, so there are a lot of layers and I definitely want to bring this conversation back to our original promise, which is going to be, you know, a little bit more uh, touching on the automation and the efficiency, right? Uh, so yeah. uh, let's, let's uh, you know, go back to what all you have described. So number one, you spoke about uh, this concept of volume manufacturing. Obviously, in case of volume manufacturing, you are going to have significant challenges uh, overall from the margin perspective. It's not that on these products you are going to have, uh, you know, thousands of dollars that you are maybe, you know, 50, 40 percent margin. The margins are going to be really thin because the applications that you are talking about, these are consumer products uh, and the margins are not going to be as high. But on the other side of, uh, you know, the equation, you have some more challenges where you mentioned, you know, you have the these rolled coils that are coming as the raw material. And my understanding of the steel industry is that, uh, you know, there are the prices are always fluctuating and then you have to store these coils in advance when you are starting the production. And sometimes, you know, uh, that's actually going to impact uh, your cost as well. So you have a lot of different moving parts. So that actually uh, is going to require far more efficiency and automation. So one technique that you already mentioned related to automation, what else have you seen? can be improvised in the production process to minimize these variables from the supply chain perspective, also from the cost pressure perspective? Well, first of all, Sam, uh, when uh, we are saying that prices are moving, yeah. they are moving for all the industry. This is not something that's affecting only our company. It's something that's uh, very general. So uh, we can discuss anywhere So about how efficient we can become when we uh, when we optimize our storage of material or uh, we reduce the work in progress in our uh, in our uh, uh, in our workshop but in any case one thing is true so when we um, start to analyze yeah. our process yeah. in terms of efficiency uh, we are gaining a competitive edge uh, against our competitors uh, on the marketplace. So uh, I started analyzing this uh, a long time ago because I started uh, uh, writing articles on uh, efficiency in sheet metal products back in 2002. And uh, over time, I have collected uh, all these articles, uh, which I wrote for technical reviews uh, into uh, one book uh, that uh, I titled uh, The Revolution of Efficiency. Uh, look, this is not a book on lean manufacturing. Well, lean manufacturing, oh, maybe it's, it talks about lean manufacturing because even in lean manufacturing, we are always uh, looking to reduce uh, the waste uh, and optimizing the production flow. But uh, I have analyzed it more from the perspective of uh, of my customers and each time my customers contacted me over uh, these 20 years that I am in the business they were always looking uh, for a way to either increase their productivity which means producing more in less time or increasing their efficiency and sustainability of the product which means uh, producing more with the same amount of raw material yeah. or producing yeah. more with less energy or they were looking into reducing the amount of labor that they needed to produce uh, the, the part, which is especially important right now when we have such a huge demand 
production and it's so difficult to find workers. And the fourth element is when our customers want to increase the flexibility. And so this, these are the four pillars of efficiency, which is productivity, sustainability, um, flexibility, and automation. Uh, and when we look at the, this, so, you know, the definition of efficiency is uh, how much result I get uh, divided by the amount of resources uh, that uh, I use. And the resources are yeah. time. And so if I increase the productivity, I need less time. Yeah. Labor. So I want to reduce the, the amount of labor that is built in each process and um, uh, raw material and, uh, uh, and energy. So each time. I do a, an analysis together with our customers in order to look how uh, how I can produce the same product using less time, less raw material, less energy, less labor, and all the time that uh, if we touch the, the theme of increasing the productivity, automatically I need to bring in the request of increasing the automation. So these four aspects are very much interconnected with one another. Sometimes I increase the productivity and automatically bring a huge efficiency in the material usage. And right now there are systems also to increase uh, the, the energy efficiency of the products. And these are becoming aspects that are of crucial importance uh, for them. Uh, let me tell you one other thing. So right now there is a big talk about sustainability yeah. in Europe. Yeah. And a lot of companies are kind of worried because uh, they fear that making their production sustainable or more sustainable can turn out in making their processes more expensive. Whereas, so if we look at it from uh, the right perspective, we have the possibility to create the production processes that will allow to produce using less material, less energy, and therefore not only being more sustainable, but also producing more profits for the company. I always advise, this is uh, <clears throat> something where you have to have the right advisor on the other on the other end, because uh, so if we try to do things uh, the way they, they have, the way we are used to see them, we may not find that the right solution. We have to be able to look things from a different perspective. And this is the reason why I put all of these uh, information in the form of a book with a lot of case histories, uh, with a lot of uh, uh, stories uh, directly from my ca final customers that have explained how they could really uh, introduce a greater sustainability, flexibility, productivity in their processes. And they have had a huge success in the <laughs> in, um, in profits for the company also. Okay, so great framework there. And, uh, you know, I appreciate the framework and uh, how structured the framework is. Uh, but for our listeners to be able to follow along uh, and to be able to understand the benefits, uh, as you know, mm -hmm. in the books, you have pointed out that you have a lot of stories and the case studies. So do you want to talk about a couple of case studies and the stories, um, you know, utilizing this framework? where you were able to either improve the bottom line uh, or, you know, reduce crap or improve production? Yes, well, there is uh, uh, one application that was extremely, extremely successful in the United States. And, uh, well, first of all, so our relationship with our customer is always strictly confidential. And uh, the customers I'm, I'm naming now are 
only the customers that, that allowed me to share their story, their case study. And uh, so, uh, for example, we have Captivare is a yeah. production, a producer of uh, kitchen hoods for industrial kitchens. And uh, they uh, produce uh, these uh, big uh, machines, these hoods, starting from stainless steel, which is a very, very expensive uh, material. Well, this uh, uh, sheet uh, of stainless steel were uh, laser cut starting from sheets, uh, yeah. so with the traditional uh, technology. They have contacted us because they needed the one system that uh, would allow them to save a lot of material in the production of these uh, kitchen hoods. And for them, we have developed one system that would allow them to cut in a flexible way, starting from the coil, all the elements that create one of these. So basically, we developed for them one software that would take the DXF files, so the electrical, electronical drawings of each single element. There was a drag and drop operation that, uh, so where they would bring these uh, drawings into the PC and and uh, uh, the computer, the, the, the PC of our machine, the PLC would have would automatically position all of these, uh, uh, these drawings into the surface of the coil and our laser would start laser cutting uh, all of these parts. Well, the, uh, the material saving turned out to be around 15%. So 15% on uh, uh, in an expensive material such as uh, uh, sheet um, stainless steel is a huge saving, especially because so we are speaking of uh, literally tons of material, but not hundreds of tons of material. So uh, all the, uh, the payback of them of these machines uh, were was made possible by the huge savings in the raw material. Moreover. So we have worked on the sustainability of the process and we have generated a huge profit for their company uh, by reducing the amount of material used per each final product. But at the same time, we have in increased productivity because we have reduced a lot the <coughs> uh, time for the production of the parts. We have automated the programming, which normally would require one person in the office doing all the programming. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we have increased a lot of the automation of the process because we not only have uh, uh, made, uh, created one automated uh, laser cutting process, but we have also uh, introduced an automatic labeling of the parts. You imagine, so you have sheets with a lot of parts and uh, they can differ from some uh, millimeter, but they look all similar. So we have added to the system even one labeling machine that would identify each of the parts that was um, positioned in the sheet metal. Because mm -hmm. so when the parts are on a sheet of metal and they are all micro-jointed and connected, we call this one nest because all the, 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 the pieces of metal are nested inside this uh, circuit. We need to be able to recognize all the single parts. And we do that. Uh, through this labeling, so where, where the, each single part can be identified with a, a, a barcode reader or a, a QR code, for example. Yeah. So yeah. this has introduced 
savings on really multiple aspects. And it has been so successful that right now, Captive Air has got five of these systems in five different locations across the United States. Okay, so that's very interesting. So obviously, you know, I am, uh, you know, interested in knowing a little bit more details there. And I'm sure my listeners are going to want some more details there as well. Uh, so we want the original, uh, you know, problem. So here you mentioned that you introduced a software that actually improvised the process, which is great. Uh, but what were the original problem? Was the problem related to their existing machine? Are you trying to replace machine? Are you trying to replace just the software or are you trying no. to, uh, you know, replace all the whole solution? I, I understand the problem was the big amount of scrap that was produced by the process of laser cutting from sheet and okay. they wanted to eliminate that we have uh, solved the problem through the laser cutting but from a continuous coil not from a sheet of a limited dimension but we work from a strip of metal that has uh, basically an infinite length okay so that's very interesting. So now, uh, you know, we are going to talk a little bit about the system overlaps, right? So this is okay. So we are talking about one specific process inside your production. Now, this is going to have your own barcode. It's going to have a barcode reader. Now, if you talk about, I, I don't know how big this manufacturer is, but typically in the manufacturing situation, you are going to have, you know, other warehouses, uh, you are going to have, uh, you know, some other barcodes. So obviously, you are going to have, you know, some sort of WMS component or ERP component. So how is this architecture basically tying to the other system that you might have in the process from the inventory and from the financial perspective? Well, so this machine that is installed uh, at Captive Air, of course, uh, needs to be uh, to have an interface uh, on um, uh, before and after the machine. So the labeling is what serves to uh, transfer the information about to what needs to be done on this piece to the subsequent machines, such as uh, the press brakes and the interface of the machine with the previous uh, part of the process is, of course, uh, the connection to an uh, ERP system and to, uh, um, and to the technical office that produces all of, uh, of the parts. So basically, on our side, we have received uh, so some parts that needed to be automatically programmed and yeah. creating the automatic yeah. progress programming uh, is something that we did uh, together with a company that's called Radan uh, in the United States. And so this is uh, actually what I am allowed to explain about the process uh, by our customer. And so there are some things where I cannot go much further in detail in this uh, explanation, uh, Sam. Okay, amazing. So what are different challenges and the barriers that you are noticing right now in the sheet metal industry when you look at the production efficiency? Well, right now, the biggest challenges are two. Cost of material and energy. Yeah. And uh, the lack of qualified personnel, uh, which are actually problems that are uh, on our side so on our side, we are seeing a lot of increase in the demand for automated systems because we are in the position to offer systems that actually solve part of these problems and very efficiently as well. So right now, I think all of, uh, if we put ourselves in the shoes of uh, our customers right now, so uh, 
And if we think what keeps people awake at night is uh, the difficulty to find qualified personnel, is the difficulty to find the raw material, to sort the raw material at the convenient price, and of course, if we can uh, work in a direction where we can produce more using less raw material, less energy, uh, producing with uh, simple systems that require less uh, extremely skilled personnel. Well, that's um, all aspects uh, that will turn out to be a, a huge competitive advantage in the future, even after the pandemic will end. But, well, of course, right now we are assisting to uh, uh, movement in the prices of uh, raw materials, energy. It's all connected also with the, with, with, uh, with, so the increase of demand connected to the end of the pandemic, which we hope uh, will <laughs> leave uh, soon room to more normal times. But at the same time, it is something that have highlighted some weak points of our production processes. So a lot of companies are now working to become more resilient in the future through introducing automation and efficient production systems in their, in their facilities. All right, amazing. So that's it for today. Do you have any last minute closing thoughts or remarks for our listeners? Absolutely. Well, I would recommend that if they are interested in this aspect of efficiency to go to Amazon and look into the Kindle section and look for the book, The Revolution of Efficiency. There are a lot of case studies, a lot of customers that have really given us a gift sharing with us uh, their insights about how making processes more um, profitable, more efficient, more sustainable. So I think this can really be something uh, that can uh, be a game changer for a lot of them. All right. Amazing. So my personal takeaway from this conversation is going to be, obviously, there are a lot of challenges in the sheet metal industry. You have uh, the challenges such as cost pressure because of the volume nature of the industry. And then you also have the supply chain challenges. So the best way to gain in this industry is really going to be through efficiency and automation. So at least think about what you might be able to do to improve your processes. On that note, I really want to thank you for your time. This has been a powerful episode. Thank you. I cannot thank our guests enough for coming on the show, for sharing their knowledge and journey. I always pick up learnings from our guests and hopefully you learned something new today. If you want to learn more about Andrea, connect and follow him on LinkedIn at Andrea Dallan. It's A-N-D-R-E-A-T-A-L-L-A-N. You can also go to Amazon and download the Kindle version of his first book, The Revolution of Efficiency. Links and more information will also be available in the show notes. If anything in this podcast resonated with you and your business, you might want to check other related episodes, including the interview with Rich Said, who describes his journey and the pitfalls of implementing six ERP projects throughout his career. Also, the interview with Ira Sharp, who shares his insights on open automation and why that is important for manufacturers to understand as they increase the Industry 4.0 maturity of their companies. Also, don't forget to subscribe and spread the word among folks with similar backgrounds. If you have any questions or comments about the show, please review and rate us on your favorite podcasting platform or DM me on any social channels. I'll try my best to respond personally and make sure you get help. Thank you and I hope to catch you on the next episode 
Thank you for listening to another episode of the WBS Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. For more information on growth strategies for SMBs using ERP and digital transformation, check out our community at wbs.rocks. We'll see you next time.